Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Hope you guys are all having an amazing day. Today, you're stuck with me, myself, and I, Mr. Brandon Elliott. And I just want to give a shout out to all the listeners that have been loyal, subscribing, and really being a part of listening to the episodes every single Monday that the new episode drops. It means the world to me. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you are subscribing first off, right? Hit the subscribe button anywhere that you listen to your podcast episodes. And after listening to a few of those episodes, you'll get the newest notification every Monday when they drop. Leave that five-star review. Give us the courtesy and and the blessings to be able to share this out with more people. Tag somebody in it that needs to see it and be able to get the breakthroughs as well. So we're all geared towards educating, motivating, and preparing you to take action in real estate investing. How I was able to get to $8.5 million in real estate assets and $48,000 a month off of quote-unquote passive income. It's not all passive, ladies and gentlemen, all right? But $48K a month is all from the power of real estate and the tax benefits, the appreciation, the list goes on. Having no money into each and every deal, the blessings from real estate has changed the trajectory of my life and my kids' kids' lives by the way that I'm positioning things. However, credit, my friend, credit. When I say credit, I'm talking a bunch of money from these banks. Credit is the catalyst to do it. And of course, if you know and have been following me just for a little bit of time, you realize that I am a stickler when it comes down to credit. I'm not looking to pay the mafia rates of 20, 30, 40% like the banks will give out there. That's not what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about the 0% interest credit. I'm talking about business credit particularly, so it can be hidden off of your personal credit profile. And I'm talking about really setting yourself up for your family, for your finances, for your future, and getting this foundational piece that is next to none and will set you up for tremendous breakthroughs, life-changing events, just like it did for me. See, I come from New Jersey originally, a dysfunctional family to say the least, Grew up by a warrior of a mother that, you know, struggles from manic depressive bipolar and just a, a boss of a woman to be able to put up with three misfits, right? I met my father when I was 18 years old in court so he could stop paying child support. And the biggest struggle in our household was always about money. And if you look at statistics, 70% of marriages are failing. Why? Because of money fights. And so it's a blessing to realize now when I'm looking at the relationship with me and Jennifer is that we don't fight about money. We never will. We have backup plans. We have things locked in place. We have trust. We have infinite banking. We have a stream of income. We have real estate paying. Like we have things on lock and we will never fight over money. We'll fight about who, you know, where we're going uh, to eat tonight, right? We'll fight over that. (laughs) But all jokes aside, at the end of the day, 
real estate has been the blessing. Credit has been the catalyst. And I want to teach you how to be able to do exactly the same. At Credit Counts Elite, we've been focusing on that. I've been doing real estate. I've been doing real estate since 2015. I've been doing credit since 2012. Okay. Just for the understanding here, it's 10 plus years in the game of deep diving into what works, what doesn't, the trial and error. I'm the guinea pig, ladies and gentlemen. I've been there, I've done it, and I've striked out a lot, okay? A lot, a lot. Uh, but we've also helped out thousands of people, and it's been a complete just amazing. I, there's like no words for it. The gratitude that I have for like the the tools and the techniques that God has implanted on me and, and given me the heart to be able to show this to others has been complete breakthroughs. It feels really good. It feels really good making yourself successful for your family and then, you know, buying houses for your family. Like that feels good. Okay. However, it feels even better in many ways after you put on your mask to see other families and friends of yours be able to hit their level of success a hell of a lot faster with a hell of a lot less resistance and push, you know, at the end of the day. So um, so what I want to encourage you today is that we have the secret sauce at Credit Counts Elite. There's a lot of, you know, gurus out there or or wannabe really that don't have it figured out nationwide that are that are teaching similar things, but it's it's not. It's not. We are a one-stop shop that gives you the full delivery, not just teaching you the foundation. This is something also that you don't want to have done for you. This is something that you're going to want to focus and prioritize because it's that important. It's just like working out. You can't outsource your push-ups. You can't outsource your financing in the beginning. Okay, you're going to want to learn these principles because it can be game-changing for anybody out there and it will really take you to the next level and catapult you in the direction that you're looking to go. So with all that being said, the foundation is extremely important. Fixing credit, extremely important. Every single person needs a little bit, even if you're in the 800 club, extremely important. Okay. Nobody else is talking about that nationwide. On top of that, boosting up your score, getting to the 800 club. It's not about the score. Okay. It's not about the score. It's just one of the 40 plus pieces, right? It's just a small fraction of what the big picture looks like, okay? And so I'm going to deep dive into 40 plus ways on how the banks and lenders are judging you right here, right now, so that you can take notes, you can take action, and you can stop getting denials, okay? Stop going to the banks, wasting your time, getting frustrated, scratching your head, why Why did I get denied? There's reasons for it, and it's, it's time to take territory back and go in the right direction because you deserve this. It's your God-given right in America. I know it sounds silly, but there's, there's rights that you are entitled to actually have, and we can show you the secret sauce behind it. So I'm going to share and expose all, all of that today. I'm not going to give you the step-by-step. -step. I'm going to just drill out 40 plus ways on how the banks and lenders are judging you. I've never shared this ever, ever, because it's that valuable, and all my competitors would love it. If they had a small sense of a clue on all of these factors, 
they would be taking it into consideration and stop jacking up people's credit and they would stop messing up what's going on out there and they would get true results for all of their members and clients. So I'm excited for this and I hope you are too. After you're building up and boosting up your score, you can be able to do what we call a mass apply. That's where you put a stack of cards applications in the right order and it's important the right order. Okay, write that down in the right order and it's anywhere from 10 to 50 plus cards that you're going to apply for in an application sequence where you're getting 90% approval odds and you can get stacks and stacks of cards like this. If you can't see what I'm holding up right now, I apologize. Maybe you're in the car, maybe you're driving, whatever it may be. You're listening at the gym. This is hundreds of cards that we have in my hand right here and it's from doing math applies. It's from application sequences. So I just want to encourage you, it is possible. The world record, for example, for having getting the most amount of cards in one year time frame out there is 143. And check this out. The power behind your influence, right? You're the circle of like you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most, right? We've all heard of that, right? Okay. So the power behind this is his best friend. He got 143. That's a world record in one year's time frame of new credit cards. His best friend ended up getting 138. That's just five shy. Okay. That's the power of your circle of influence. So getting into a room like Credit Council Elite, where we have 180 plus members that are all high level and 30 plus coming on per month, that's all high level individuals that are looking to take territory, dedicated in themselves to be able to get the financial foundation that we all need, that it's not being taught in school so that you can take it to the next level. So I'm excited for this because once you get the personal credit, once you get the business credit, once you you're able to liquidate it into cash, and that's what we teach as well, then afterwards you can put it to work. We can show you how to diversify it. You can put it into a CD for God's sakes and get 5% right now, okay? So do not worry about you having all the capital. You do not need to use it first and foremost. That's a big concern and, and misconception that we get from so many people. Like, Brandon, when I get all this funding, you know, oh my God, now what? Uh, dude, you don't need to use it, okay? Stop. Stop overthinking and, and talking yourself out of, of your true potential and your true success. You get the finances. You do not need to put it to work, okay? But you'll have the opportunity. You'll start dreaming again. You'll start having opportunities pass you by that. You're like, oh, that's a great one. Now I don't need to search for the money. I got the money. It's at 0% interest. You can make money on 0% interest, okay? The 0% interest is for up to 24 months. On average, a majority of it is going to be at 18 months, okay? That's very crucial for you to understand. There's ways that you can get extensions on it. There's ways that you can piggyback it and put it onto another credit card and just get extensions as well. But ideally, you want to do short-term type of investments where you can put it to work and for a short-term period, well in advance or before the 0% interest ends, and you'll be able to be in and out multiple times putting the, that money to work and uh, getting strong ROIs from it. So at the end of the day, there are also just keep in mind every six months, you're going to be able to get another 500K plus. We've had many members get six, 700K as well in new funding. So just be on, on the open mindedness of like, this is possible. People are really doing this. The banks and lenders are doing this, except they're doing it with your money. 
Okay, we give all of our money to the banks. They give us 0% interest back and then they lend it back out to us for personal loans, auto loans, mortgages, businesses, you know, you name it. They're putting it to work nine times over on average and and averaging anywhere from 500 to 3000% on the money that we give them as 0% interest. Let that just soak in for a minute. Like that's ridiculous, but obviously the banks know what the hell they're doing. Like they're playing us like a fiddle and we're just sitting back accepting it. And so it's crucial to realize that there's more than enough funding out there. There's more than enough capital to go around. And there's plenty of ways in America, the most blessed country in the world, like that we have this opportunity to just take as much of the credit as possible, be a good financial steward of this funding, put it to work, make a strong ROI, and then constantly keep reinvesting to grow and scale your businesses, your company. And yeah, it can be very fruitful in many ways. But there's also life insurance with infinite banking structures. There is trust setups, protection, once you're starting to make all this money and putting it to work, bookkeeping, tax filing, tax preparations that we include as well. And then as a caveat, just to make it real fun and accounts elite travel hacking where you can have the first class flights the penthouse suites at next to nothing if not free every single time like that's the power of credit if you know what you're doing you know you know you'll be able to get an incredible result from it and if you knew better then you would do better bottom line so if you're going through any struggles right now and you need more capital this is going to be the episode for you. I'm about to just riddle off the 40 plus ways. We'll talk a little bit about it in between. But if you haven't checked out Credit Counts Elite yet, I highly, highly encourage you to. There's really no other place to go except Credit Counts Elite. Just watch our quick 10, 15 minute video on our website at creditcountselite.com. That's www.creditcountselite.com. And after watching that, it's going to help answer a lot of your questions and it's going to help spark a hell of a lot of new questions, which is totally okay. That's what we're here for. Afterwards, you'll be able to schedule a quick one-on-one call with us for about 45 minutes, either with myself or someone on our team that's highly trained assessment coaches to really be able to go over your situation, where you're looking to go and the obstacles that are going to be in the way so that you aren't doing this blind. And if you want to work with us, great. You can get a second opinion to do so. If not, no worries at all. You can walk away with a free gift of the 10 top banks that we're using to get all of our members over 50,000 from every single bank. Okay. So it's very powerful stuff, all 0% interest. If you're interested, go to creditcounselelite.com right now, watch that video and schedule a call with us ASAP. But let's dive in to why you guys are really here, right? You want the free stuff. You want the juicy information. You want the nitty gritty. And just so you know, on social media, I give out a ton of free stuff. On these podcasts, they're free. I'm not charging anything, okay? But if you want to work hand in hand with me, taking up my time and soak up all of the time and energy and efforts that I've put in to be able to getting the results that have totally changed my life and so many other people, as well as we're constantly investing in our group. We have over 22 employees right now. Payroll's over 50K a month. I just made a post the other day that, you know, one month with Just American Express, I spent 240000 into our business. So understand this, we 
constantly are investing in our group, in our mastermind. We have high-level speakers. We have an event coming up in the next few months in May. So if if you want to be a part of all that stuff, then yes, we have products anywhere from products and services anywhere from $97. That's it. All the way up to $50,000. And I know that's a lot to kind of bite into, but it also comes with a lot of value, life-changing results. So by all means, it's not for everybody, but yes, we have products anywhere in between as well that I'm sure that we can bless you, serve you. And we have, we're the only ones in the space that give a full money back warranty attached to everything that we do. Why? Because our brand is too strong for it. We're not trying to mess up our brand and we also care about your results. We aren't going to do this for you because we wouldn't care. But if, and it would just be like a nuisance of like a a job every single day. Instead, we will handhold you to the finish line and see you succeed every single time. And after we go through these 40 plus ways of how the banks and lenders are judging you, you'll see what I'm talking about because a lot of it will be aha moments. Others are gonna go over your head and that's okay. You can ask any questions directly to me or to our group uh, or you know, reach out on social media. And if you're not following us on social media yet, make sure you do that on Credit Council Elite on IG. That's Credit Council Elite on IG. Otherwise, on IG, it's also Brandon Elliott Investments. That's my personal. And then uh, on Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. I think we have uh, you know Credit Council Elite on there as well. So by all means, if you want to reach out, ask some questions, I'm an open book. I-, I would be honored to help out. So with all that being said, you guys ready for the good stuff? You guys ready for the nitty gritty? We got 40 plus moving pieces. I've always said in the past 25 plus moving pieces on how the banks and lenders judge you, right? And now about a month ago, I started actually getting really detailed with it because I knew there was a ton and I just keep coming up with more and more. And we're at like 40, 41 or so different ways on how to be able to get the 90% approval odds so you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars at 0% interest. So Let's just dive into it, baby. Come on. So first off, we have number one, and you may want to take notes with this. You may want to engage and and kind of say this stuff out loud or, or write in any questions to make sure that you fully understand this, grasp it, because if you just hear it once, you may retain just a little bit. If you write it down, you will retain a ton more. If you hear it, write it down, and then say it to somebody or teach it to somebody else later today, you will retain a boatload higher of a percentage. And I want to encourage you to do so, so that this can not just help you, but it can help out the other individual that you are looking to bless as well, somebody close in the family. So number one is going to be, do you have any late payments? Real simple. Do you have any late payments? And all of these can be broken down tremendously, but I don't want to get carried away with it. So I'm just going to riddle off these. And then if you guys have any questions, let me know. But there's also timeframes involved there. So, and and they're not in any particular order either. I just kind of journaled a bunch here. (laughs) Uh, Number two is going to be derogatory accounts. What are they and how many do you have? Number three is what is your total utilization and what is your highest utilization for any personal credit card? Next, it's going to be number four, total accounts, total credit card accounts. And it's not just credit cards. It's just total credit accounts in general. You want to have 21 plus. If you're at 11, you're still in the green, but you really want to be at 21 plus. And there's ways to do that. Okay. Not just applying for all new cards. There's ways to do it. 
Number five is going to be, do you have any mixed use accounts such as personal credit cards, retail credit cards, personal loans, student loans, mortgages, auto loans, etc. Like these are very crucial to have not just 21 plus total accounts, mixed use accounts as well. You want to have two to three of those mixed use out of everything that I just mentioned out of those six. Number six is going to be how many hard inquiries do you have within the last 24 months? See, it could, the bureaus actually have six months after the 24 months, which 24 months, two years, right? It should stay on there for two years, but after two years, the bureaus actually have six months to be able to remove it. Keep in mind, if you have any hard inquiries that are about to be 24 months old, two years, within about a month or so, you can start calling the bureaus and just ask them to remove it, okay? And then number seven is going to be, what is your average credit age? Anything less than five years is going to devastate you. You're not going to be able to get a successful mass supply. You definitely won't be able to get funding like this. Okay, it's not going to happen. All right, you just won't be able to get it. You really want to be at nine years plus average credit age. That box alone, it makes up 15% of your FICO. It's a big deal. Adding authorized users will be able to help boost up that score, okay? Some of these that we're talking about right here, it's the six boxes that make up your credit profile that the lenders, credit bureaus, and, and just you know agencies and so forth, that's how they're judging you you particularly. There's so many other factors as far as bank relationship, not just your credit profile and, and your score, but so much more what you're saying on the applications. Okay. All of this is very, very important. Number eight is going to be primary accounts, ones that you own versus authorized users, ones that you don't own. You're not the primary account holder. So if you have too many authorized users on your account versus primary, that's not going to look good. The banks will see it and they will deny you. Okay. Number nine is going to be how many new credit card accounts within the last six months. Okay. If you've been applying for a bunch of cards in the last six months, it's going to hold you back from getting massive amounts of funding. That's why when we do it and how we teach it is go hard every six months. Okay. When I say go hard, I'm saying apply for 10, apply for 50 credit cards over a 30 day time frame. Once they all start popping up underneath your credit profile, you know, and I'm talking personal there because business nine times out of 10, they won't you know, once they do report to your credit profile, you got to stop, be a good steward of those, you know, work them properly, manage them successfully, and then request credit lim limit increases in six months. And by six months, they're going to be more seasoned. You're not going to get denied anymore for searching for too much credit. And then even if you get one, right, that's what it is. Searching for too much credit will be the reason you get denied, even if you just got one last month. So keep in mind, do this heavily in, you know, over a 30-day time frame, wait six months, and then you could do it again. Repeat the whole process because that excuse is going to be removed at the end of the day. Number 10, do you have a relationship with the bank? So many people sleep on this and it's like, it's such a secret ingredient right here that it's so stupid. It's like the simplest thing. Do you have a bank account with the bank that you're looking to apply for? It's a no like and trust factor. Think about if your neighbor, you know, you see your neighbor, you don't talk to them at all, but they're like two houses down and you see them every single day, you know, clockwork, routine, looking responsible, you know, cutting the grass every Saturday, picking up the mail, taking out the trash, you know, in and out of work from their car, whatever it is. And then you just uh, friendly wave, like seems like a good person, right? That's a no factor and potentially a little bit of trust, but you don't know them that well, right? Versus if, if you have no idea 
who like if that person, that neighbor came up to you and asked you for 20 bucks and you're in the business of lending, like you want to lend so you can make five bucks on that 20, you get 25 back. And then you have somebody else come over and say, oh, you're in the business of lending. Cool. Like I need 20 bucks. And then you're like, what? Who do I trust here? No like and trust factor. I'll pick this person every time because I know like and trust them at least better than this person, right? That came out of nowhere. So keep that in mind. It's a very, very simple but basic thing. And then number 11 is how long have you been with the bank? Okay. The longer you've been with the, the bank, the better. So open up bank accounts. You should be opening up new bank accounts every two weeks. Put it in a spreadsheet. Build the relationship. Never close a good account ever. I don't care if you're moving. I don't care if you don't like them anymore. Take out most of your money so that you don't have any fees going on. Make sure you have one transaction throughout the year so they don't shut down the account, but move like do your main banking somewhere else, but keep that relationship alive because in five years from now, if they have a new product or service, new management coming in to really market a great, you know, a 4%, 5% credit card unlimited, and they totally forgot about credit hackers like you and me, like that's going to be a run for their money. And you're going to be the first person that gets instant approval with the highest limits because you're saying all the right things and you've been with them for a very long time building the relationship. Okay. That's a very big deal. Number 12 is how many of the bank products and services are you using? Okay. Not just how long have you been with the bank, but how many products and services are you using? See, they go off of statistics. They can't see who else you bank with. Okay. They can't see how many other checking accounts you have. However, they go off of statistics and they realize, okay, our average clients, our average consumers that use our bank have maybe a checking account, personal, and maybe a savings, okay? On top of that, if they're a business owner, maybe they'll have a, a checking account for personal and savings, and then they have a business checking account, okay? So that's all fine and dandy, but let's say you get both of those. You get the personal checking and savings, business checking and savings, a CD for God's sakes, a mortgage, an auto loan, personal loan, business loan, you know, other investments. There's many products and services that you can get, even a merchant account um, to be able to accept credit cards. Like all of these things will be able to show them that you are well in their their reach of like business, right? They do not want to lose you. They're greedy and they're looking at the lifetime value of their client, right? You being the client. If the lifetime value of you is huge because you have so many products and services that you're taking advantage of from them, then they are assuming they're going to make a boatload of money off of you in the future. What that means is that they don't want you to get pissed off and go, you know, close down your Bank of America account and go to Chase. They don't want that, okay? But that's what you can threaten. That's what you can say, and they will jump over hoops backwards for you to make sure that they're waiving fees, that they're giving you more instant approvals, higher limits. They're going to want to please you so that you can stay because they don't want you to leave and they can't see how many other relationships you have with other banks. They only go off of statistics, okay? So that's very, very crucial. Number 13 is whether or not you have a direct deposit set up with the bank or not and the amount that's actually coming in. So there's benefits that add uh, value to your account when you set up you know, auto pay or direct deposit into the account showing more money going in than going out over time. Right. 14. What is your total balance in all personal 
bank accounts per bank relationship. Number 15 is going to be what is your total balance on all business bank accounts per bank relationship, okay? They're gonna judge them not just individually, but as a whole as well. You know, they're looking at the whole relationship. But if you're going for a business credit card, then please have money in the business account. If you only have it in the personal, that's not gonna serve you. It's not gonna be exactly what we're looking for here, okay? Number 16 is going to be tier types of accounts you have. This is going to go over everybody's heads, I I believe. <laughs> and I, I hope not, but well, let's just try it here, okay? So there's internal ratings with each bank that they're judging you. And with these internal ratings, they have their own key system. So for example, low five, mid five, high five, et cetera. It comes down to the money that's actually in the accounts, the relationship overall, how long you've been with them, the products and services, all that fun stuff. But mostly the money that's in the account, if you have a dollar over 10,000 in your account, you will be considered in a high five tier category, which is good. Okay. Some banks are going to be judging you off of a 30 day time frame, a 60 day, 90 day, or even some banks will go up to six months, 180 days. So just keep that in mind. It's, it's very crucial. And if you want to build a very strong relationship very quick, I encourage you to put a hundred K in the bank account or a little over when I say a little over like a dollar or so more is okay, but put a hundred K in there. And then afterwards, let it sit, give it time, have, you know, put more and more money in there a little bit over time and not as much going out more going in. This will serve you. You saying all the right things and all these other things that we're talking about here, it will serve you to the best capability. I know that's not for everybody, but for the bosses out there or the people that are very resilient, like they can figure out when there's a will, there's a way. I'm a big believer in that. If you can figure out a way to get 100K and put it in there, if not, get 10K and put it in there. If you can't do that, get a thousand or so. That will still serve you and help out in many ways. Okay. Number 17 is going to be money going in and money going out, basically. Like I just mentioned, over the 30, 60, 90, or even up to 180 days. Okay. 18 is going to be the checking account types um basically an elite type of checking account or a low level basic bank account that you have with each bank what i mean by that is this you can't apply for a high level type of tier credit card with a certain bank if you do not have in some cases some, not all. Some banks put restrictions on this. And so that's why I'm bringing it up. For example, just to make it real easy, with Navy Federal Credit Union, they're the biggest, largest credit union nationwide. Very easy to get funding. They're very relationship-based and they have an incredible internal rating that's very crucial. Okay, so doing all these things, it will set you up for success. You want to open account and wait 90 days before applying with them. Keep that in mind. But when you are applying for their flagship type of credit card. It's an elite type of credit card in their eyes with their products and services that they offer, right? If you have a basic checking account, then you will not, you will automatically get denied, okay? But if you have a Navy Federal flagship checking account, then 
you can apply for that card because that's the type of it's an elite type of checking account which allows for an elite type of credit card and you can apply for that and and have better chances of getting it approved right there's higher fees higher dollar amounts that you need to keep in that checking account um and so forth without getting any fees so you know just make sure there's several banks out there that will have products and services that are elite or basic level that is attached to some of their other products that they offer, such as the checking or savings accounts. Next is going to be number 19. What is your profile state under your account? What I mean by that is when you first opened up your bank account, they ask you a series of questions or even a credit card. You might have said, hey, I, you know, this was 10 years ago, five years ago. And you said, hey, I'm a I'm a bus driver. I'm a, a waitress. I'm a teacher and I make, you know, 40 grand a year or something. Right. And then this, you know, I pay nothing for rent, all those things. Right. But in reality, life has changed. You've been progressing. You've been getting upgrades. You've been getting corporate job. You start working for yourself, whatever it may be. Now you're making a quarter million per year. It's important to look at your profile and update that stuff of what they have on you internally underneath your accounts because you will automatically get placed in like, are you their avatar that they're looking to serve currently for marketing or are you not? You know, and and do you deserve to get credit limit increases naturally? Why? Because you can afford it or not. So keep that in mind. 20 is going to be what is stated on applications. For example, like job industry, low risk, high risk industries. You know, there's going to be certain banks that want to lend to you and they're open to any type of industry, right? There's going to be some banks that are just geared towards real estate, right? While other banks are going to be extremely against real estate. So it's important to realize what is the bread and butter for that bank? And you can just call them and ask like, hey, what do you guys love lending to? Like, what is the business that you prefer to lend to? What's your guys bread and butter? Is it e-com stores? Is it tech? Is it restaurants? Like, what is your bread and butter that you love? And so they're typically going to be more geared towards that especially regional banks or small local credit unions, they have their bread and butter. Some of the big boy banks, they're going to be more open and, you know, they help out a a series of different types of banks and relationships, but they still have certain restrictions or certain industries that they rather not lend to, such as like a marijuana business or, or any other type of crazy businesses out there. What else? Let's dive into it. I hope you guys are finding value in this. If you guys are, please let me know. Please let me know. I get geeked out for this stuff because I know what it can do for you and it can help out tremendously getting, like we've had people just with one bank get 13 credit cards approved with our bank relationship manager. We've had saying all the right things, doing all the right things, getting a $1,200 free signup bonus for with, with each of those 13 cards, that's $15,600 in free cash in what we're teaching here at Credit Counts Elite. So if 50, if almost $16,000 of free cash just from one bank, free cash I'm talking about, plus over 100K in new credit lines from at 0% interest just from one bank. Okay, keep in mind, there's we have a list of 9,500 banks state by state, which ones are giving out the most funding in Credit Counts Elite. Trust me when I tell you, just from one bank, if that doesn't get you excited, 
then it's not the right fit. And that's okay. Okay. It's not for everybody, but this stuff, if you're struggling and if you came from a spot similar to me that like, Hey, you just need a chance. You just need an opportunity. You just need somebody to believe in you and and you need somebody to hold your hand along the process for accountability, right? For accountability, for the questions of like, Hey, am I doing this right? The verification. And that's okay because we will confirm, we will correct, and we will get things right so that you can have an incredible ROI to totally change your life. And so that's what I'm here for. So hopefully you guys are getting as geeked out on this stuff and excited that uh, as I am. Anyway, number 21 is going to be the stated annual income for personal, right? Like, what are you saying? What are you saying on your, on your applications? Are you saying, hey, I'm a teacher, I make 40 grand a year? That's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. All right. You don't want to say that. If you call in and listen to the bankers, they are going to encourage you. Okay. I, I, I am trying to stress this out. They're going to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, that this is stated income. You're not breaking the law of manifesting your future. And what they will say is lottery winnings, child support, money that you have access to, aka friends, family. You could you know, go online and ask for money, like you go in the corner and ask for money, household income, meaning if you live with a bunch of people, hello, like come live with me for a month. You can put my income down with you. You know, it's like do that stuff and, and you'll start getting higher limits. Okay. And if not, if they deny you and they want to see, and you go underneath a financial review, then they're just going to ask for your documentation, show it, and they'll give you whatever they give you. And that's okay too. Okay, number 22 is going to be, do you rent or own? There, there's really no secret sauce to this, but they are going to ask it. And so it's important to be prepared for it so that you're not caught off guard like, oh, I don't know, like what's, you know, it, it doesn't really matter on that one, but they're going to ask it. So you're going to want to be prepared for it. Number 23 is monthly payment for that home or, you know, for your rent or for your mortgage. A lot of people put less on this thinking like, cool, you know, if, if one of my biggest expenses should be the home is not an expense at all, like it's zero because I house hack, I'm an investor, you know, I'm proud of that or, or, you know, I live with parent, like whatever it is, you know, or I got a really cheap place and I'm, you know, being smart about my finances right now. I don't have the penthouse suite. I have, you know, this dingy little corner of a, of a room. I have roommates, whatever it is. You don't want to put less. I know it's, it would make sense. It sounds good, but they, they go off of statistics again. And in your location, they're going to basically have it already in their system stating, cool, if if you're stating three to $5,000 a month, $6,000 a month for your monthly rent or mortgage, that means that it's probably a, a bigger home. It's probably a four bedroom, five bedroom, you know, three, four baths with a three car garage. You have probably multiple cars. You probably have a family. You probably go to concerts, vacations, groceries. Like you probably need more of a credit line is what I'm getting to. Okay. You probably have more expenses that you could utilize a bigger credit line. And so that's a, a big factor. Don't put, you know, I don't spend any money. I don't need any money. I'm good. It's like, don't do that. Okay. Number 24 is debt to income ratio, the DTI. So at the end of the day, if you're putting over 50%, kind of like real estate, you want to be like around 40% or less. Ideally, some banks will go up to 45. Others in the past have gone up to 50 or 55. That's nonsense. Don't be crazy. Make sure that you're actually showing that you're making money and or like stating that you're making money and that it aligns with what you're stating so that it's, it's not off by a ton. 
Number 25 is going to be the business name. A lot of people sleep on this. They they make this mistake. They get too eager of like, I'm going to come up with some fancy name and and, uh, and get an LLC incorporated and, and it's all a jacked up name. What you want to think of is the big brands like like Walmart, Target, you know, some grocery stores. It, it's short, it's sweet, it's straight to the point, and it is something that stands out. It's hard to misspell. It's easy, like no other people have it, right? No other businesses have it. It stands alone. So you have a great SEO presence, a great, like when somebody's searching up your business name, they can find it right away. It's hard for them to misspell it. Like this is important. Okay, if you put your name, if you put a high risk industry or a like a uh, duh, I know what industry that is like, I don't know, like uh, real estate, investments, homes, you don't want to have those things in your entity. Again, think of Walmart, think of Target, you know, before the brand that we know it to be the conglomerate that we know it to be today. Think about beforehand, before five years before that was even a thing, you know, if somebody brought up Target to me, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Is that a, sh a shooting range? What is that? You know, for Walmart, I would have no idea what that is. So just keep in mind, you want it to be short, sweet, hard to misspell, and something that can really stick in somebody's head for branding purposes and make sure that nobody else has it, right? Um, and it's not like a high risk in industry type of thing, like potfarms.com or, or something. Like you want to stay away from all that nonsense. It's not going to help out. And then 26 is going to be your NAIC codes and then your SIC codes. So basically, these codes are, are going to be categorized for your industry. So you can simply just go to the website uh, for both of these and search up different industries and see what's a low risk. I like to have like business management, consulting, and certain industries like that. But again, it depends on your bank. It depends on the banks that you're looking to get funding from. So you want to be in, in the green of like the upwards of which bank... Like with the bank, what type of industry are they giving the most amount of funding with? And try to see if you can get within that industry type of code. Number 27 is going to be how long you've been in business slash the industry. So if your entity is brand new, that's going to be something, right? There's going to be tons of banks out there that are going to not want to do business with a entity that is brand new within your first two years. There's there, Like I said, there's 9,500 banks. We have a list state by state, which ones are giving out the most funding. Trust me when I tell you, there's still a boatload of banks that are not going to care about that and still will give you a ton of funding. However, ideally, you want to you could get an aged entity that's two years, four years or 10 years plus. This can help out in many ways too. build out the business trade lines and then afterwards make it look really sexy, then get a bunch of business credit for it. Don't get caught off, you know, with all the BS of getting millions of dollars and like, you know, 10, 20, 30 million on one entity right away. It's not the case, but there are ways that you can build it out properly so you can literally get millions over time on it. And it's just, it's a snowball effect that will just take you to the next level. Keep in mind though, if you've been in the industry for 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, this is great. Say, hey, I've been in the industry for this long, 20 years, but or 10 years, the entity is three years old, you know, and that's fine. Ideally, you want to be at least five years or older with uh, the industry or the business itself, because many businesses statistically, again, going back to it, fail within your first five years. 28, stated annual income for the business. 
again, people normally put way too less on this. Manifest your future on this. If it's a brand new entity, you haven't done any business yet, do not put zero. Do not put zero. Okay, just manifest your future. What do you anticipate it to do this first year? Also, on the flip side to this, don't get carried away. If you've never had a million dollar business, don't put a million dollars. If, you know, don't put a billion dollars, $10 million, like wh where are you gonna, have you done this before? No, no, my bank account shows 20 bucks in it. Like don't do that. But anything under a million dollars, you should be okay with, okay? So just keep that in mind. We got number 29, monthly expected spend. Some banks are gonna ask this, what do you expect to spend on this credit card? They want to kind of be aware of it so that they can help dictate how much of a credit line they're gonna give you, okay? So just keep that in mind and uh, and don't say low limits, right? You say only a couple grand, they're gonna give you less than that. So 20, 30, 50,000 or more can be beneficial as long as you it reflects on your other credit cards that you have. You know, if you don't have decent sized credit limits on your personal credit cards, don't do it. Say something within the limits of what you already have, maybe a little bit higher. 30 is gonna be the requested credit line. So kind of answering back to that previous question, the monthly expected spend, requested credit line, what are you requesting on there? You don't need to fill this out, by the way, but you could, and you can simply put what you are interested in getting on the card. Again, they're going to be looking at many, many factors, so it's hard to really dial this in, but they're going to be looking at other credit cards that are on your credit report and seeing what your highest and lowest credit card limit is. They're going to be looking at your bank relationship with them, what you said on the application, all those things. It's a, it's a big factor, of course. 31, how much has the bank extended you credit already? You know, each bank has a certain threshold, a certain limit per individual. When I say per individual, I'm talking about personal credit as well as business credit that you have as an individual with that bank. They're going to have certain thresholds that they feel comfortable with. For example, Chase has a threshold of 150000 per individual. You can get with no documentation, easy breezy, good to go. However, if you ask for a dollar more than that, they're going to start requesting documentation, tax returns, st bank statements, other credit cards to show how much you spent on there so that they could kind of steal the business, right? They're greedy. All banks, not just Chase. But at the end of the day, if you are making great money, I'm talking great, great money, millions upon millions, 10, 20 million, stuff like that, then it may be worth your while to actually show those documentation so that you can get more credit limit increases. But if you aren't, then just be very cautious with this because it could shoot you in the foot and actually hold you back or they could cut your limits and so forth, which obviously wouldn't be good. Number 32, using affiliate links or not, are you using them? You know, ask online, ask for your friends, family. In Credit Counts Elite, we, we have a website on creditcountselite.com. Go underneath resources and then best credit cards that I recommend. All of that will be able to help you out drastically because we have links already set up from the banks given to you. And so you can be able to take advantage of that. It's kind of like bringing a friend to the barbecue. If some random person just comes up to the barbecue, it's open to the public, right? But it comes in by themselves. Not going to be the most like, hey, you know, sure, let's, you know, where's the trust factor? But when you bring in, you come in as that newbie with a friend of yours that is like known, everybody loves them and trusts them at the party, that no like and trust factor is a big piece. And then so if you're using that referral link and then, you know, you're getting the the special treatment, 
And the banks acknowledge like, hey, we're getting word of mouth business now. So we want to keep that up. We don't want to deny this guy. We want him to spread the word too. Let's just give him the instant approval. Stuff like that. Okay. Hope that makes sense. It can be definitely very beneficial for sure. 33 is going to be individual credit card utilization. So they're looking as a whole of all credit cards, right? For your utilization, you want to be at 29% or below to be in the green, ideally 9% or below to be in the best category. But if you really want the secret sauce here, if, and I'll, I'll share it with you, you want to be at one to 3% across the board on all of your credit cards. But what I'm talking about right here for number 33 is individual credit card utilization. Just because you're at one to 3% for your utilization as a whole, maybe you have one card that's maxed out. It's a low credit card limit, but it, it, it's maxed out. Like that's not going to help you out either. So you want to make like they could deny you just for that one. Your score could be 850, but you have one card maxed out like that's your score wouldn't. I got to correct myself here. So I'm not getting carried away. Your score wouldn't be at 850. If you have one card maxed out, it'd be still could be in the uh, good upper mid uh, 800s. But anyway, just one. Hopefully that makes sense. You want to be mindful of of both as a whole as well as individual. And then 34, most recent late payments. If it is within one year, it's going to be a big no, 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 no. You know, the banks aren't going to want to lend anything to somebody that just had a recent late payment. So what you're going to want to do is call into whoever you were late with, beg, plead, ask to speak to a U.S. representative, manager or supervisor and beg and plead to get it deleted and updated as paid as agreed. OK, a one time goodwill gesture is what you're asking for here. Otherwise, you can check out our AI credit repair software where it's made for the busy person, really busy entrepreneur, but uh, we nowadays, everybody's busy. So uh, it's made for you at the end of the day. If you got something negative on your credit profile and you want just a, a cheap uh, to a certain degree done for you service, you can click a couple buttons. It's every 45 days, about four minutes of your time, every 45 days. And it's $9.97 for six months access, or you can get a monthly access for $2.97. So you can always reach out to us for that. Um, the next range is going to be like within one to two years, it, it starts making less of a dent on, you know, with that late payment, but it still hurts. After that, it's two to four years. Again, less of an impact. You can still get a bunch of credit at this point, but some banks are going to ask. After four years, do not touch that late payment. Just let it be. The banks aren't yeah, like it's not hurting your score anymore. So don't worry about that. That's not the reason why your score is in a bad spot. Look at all the other six boxes, right? But, you know, there may be some banks from here and there that may ask you about the story behind it, why it was late in the past. And as long as you just provide a strong, you know, reason, hey, I was in some tough times, you know, I was in the hospital, lost my job, there's death in the family, whatever it may be. This is one time that I give you the full permission to to play the violin and, you know, get all sentimental with them. But let them know how it'll never happen again, how you've positioned yourself to come out of that hard times and how you have backup plans in place if they ask. Okay. All right. We are crushing this right here. Hope you guys are standing with me and, and having fun here. All right, number 35 is going to be reason for requesting slash searching for credit. Sometimes they're going to ask like, hey, Brandon, why are you looking for credit today? You know, how can we serve you? Well, I'm looking for credit to grow and scale my business. Sometimes that not that's not good enough. Like, what do you need it for? Do you need it for inventory? Do you need it for growing and scaling? There's good reasons and bad reasons. You know, I want to test out some marketing. Eh, you know, sometimes it's not 
they don't want they don't want to test. They don't want to be the guinea pig, right? If you have so many orders coming in and you're just trying to keep up with inventory, maybe that's a better reason, right? So just keep in mind the reasons that you're giving and requesting for new credit. Number 36 is using a bank relationship manager for applications. Are you doing it or not? See, a bank relationship manager is another secret sauce that we use at Credit Counts Elite. We have relationships already built. We have resources to be able to, you know, guarantee up to 150K with with Chase. Like, you will get that. Like, it's easy breezy. You know, same thing with Bank of America. And so all of these bank relationships, they can help break the rules, the policy, because, and it's not breaking the rules. They just, they're linked up with the underwriting. And they are incentivized because they get commission if you're getting funding and doing business. So they're incentivized to do it. So when we partner with them, it's like a no brainer. It's like, yes, we would love to get all of our leads on a silver platter. And and on my end, it's like, yes, I would love to connect all my members in Credit Counts Elite to these bank relationship managers so they can get the highest limits and, you know, help out with the whole application and have no fear about denials. Like, yes, I would love that. It's it's a no-brainer. It's a win-win scenario. Um, at the end of the day, using a bank relationship manager can help break the rules like I was speaking of, like with Chase. They have a 5 and 24 rule and they have a 2 and 30 day rule, meaning you cannot get more than two credit cards within 30 days from Chase. That's just one of the rules, okay? For the average person, that is. With a bank relationship manager like that we have internally, that rule is broken. Like I said, we had one guy, Yosef, get 13 credit cards and just w- with one bank, aka Chase. So very powerful stuff. You don't want to sleep on it because you can get up to 150K just with that bank alone, plus so, so, so many more. All right, number 37, hidden business cards. How much debt is on them? Okay, so if basically if it's maxed out, uh, a lot of people try hiding debt on their credit cards, which is fine. As long as it's 0% interest, you're not paying anything on it. That's fine. But keep in mind, if if you have cards maxed out on the business side and your score is good, everything else is good, no other issues, the personal is looking great. If you try to go back to that bank and ask for you know credit limit increases, one, or just applying for new credit, two, uh, no, you're going to get denied. Why? Because they're looking at your other cards you have with them as the relationship and they're maxed out. Even if you're not paying any interest, they want interest. Okay. Uh, and, and they want low limits so that they can put it to work in other places, but they also get, you know, banks make money off of every transaction, every, every swipe, every merchant, every purchase, you know, off of the, off of the fees. So they love it when you use them by all means. Number 38, any loans that the remaining balance owed is greater than 80% of what the original loan amount was. Whatever the original loan amount was for. That could definitely be taken into consideration for a higher risk, okay? At the end of the day, what I mean by that is, say you got an auto loan and you bought it six months ago and it's still at 99%, right? Because the first couple years, it's it's a seven-year uh, loan or something, six-year loan. And for your first couple years, a majority of it, 90% of it is all going towards interest, right? That's how they make their money. And then towards the end of the loan terms, it starts all going towards principal and just knocking it down. If you have a bunch of loans and they're all above 80% of what's still owed and it's been a little bit of time, it doesn't look the sexiest and they get scared behind that. It's almost the same excuse of like, you've been searching around for too much credit. You've been getting too much credit. You know, there's so many things 
now that you could, that you owe a lot of money to, that if something bad happens, you know, I'm just on the totem pole and I'm towards the end of this. That wouldn't be good. You know, maybe this person, if life happens crazy in this situation, you know, they'd be filing bankruptcy, writing it all off, and they would be a part of that. So that's a risk tolerance that it could be higher for them or they may not want to actually be involved in. So just keep that in mind. 39 is going to be verify no issues on check systems and early warning scores or anything along those lines that are similar. Uh, What I mean by that is check systems is a third party company that a lot of the banks use for if, for example, I, I mentioned earlier, when you open new bank accounts, you should be doing it every two weeks. If you open four or five bank accounts within, let's say, a week or within a couple of days, you will get a notification. You'll get a flag on check systems. What that is, it's a fraud protection type of institution that is set up to protect the banks from people that are writing bad checks or people that are scamming people out of their identity, stealing their identity, applying, doing the mass apply approach, right? Just in the wrong, you know, in the negative space of this and, you know, doing a blitz of applying for a bunch of credit from a a bunch of different banks quickly. That's going to be bad because they're going to get hit with check systems from not building the relationship slow and steady. So at the end of the day, you want to be very cautious with this. And that's why I say open every two weeks. You'll build the relationship very slow, steady, good. And then uh, when you apply for a bunch of credit cards, that's not going to be an issue. But before applying for cards, if you have any derogatory, delinquent, any notifications that are like warning signs on check systems, early warning score or anything along those lines similar, you want to be able to clarify that and clean it up ASAP beforehand or else doing your applications are going to be a nightmare. And and if you ever get one of these warnings, it's go, like you're not going to be able to open up more bank accounts and you're not going to be able to get any credit cards during that time frame until a couple of weeks pass or until you get things cleared up with uh, their system. Number 40 is going to be the highest and lowest credit card limit on personal cards. OK, a lot of people get caught up on the business side. This is personal. I'm talking about. Why? Because at the end of the day, when you're getting business credit or personal credit, both of them are nine times out of 10 are going to be judging your personal credit profile. So they can't see what's on the business, but they can see what's on the personal and they want to see what your highest and lowest credit card limit is. If you have any credit cards that are under a thousand dollar credit limit, that's not going to hurt. Like that's not going to help you. It's going to hurt you drastically. If all your credit cards are like $250, $500 limits, mm-mm-mm, that's not good. We want to get them at least over 1000 like 1100 ideally on the low end. Ideally, you want to get to a point down the road that your lowest credit card limit on the personal side is 5K, okay? And then uh, the last one that I have here, and honestly, we could probably riddle off several more, and I, I will over the next few weeks, but I think this is very, very valuable as a whole for everybody. And I hope that you took a ton of value from this as well to help you out with your applications if you are going to wing this and try doing this on your own, which we do not recommend. We do require you know you to really do this properly and, and check out Credit Counseling at least to get a second opinion. But 41 is going to be where are you applying? Are you applying online? And are you traveling at the time? We've had people traveling in a different state, have some extra downtime or out of the country and like, hey, 
the kids are out with the wife or whatever it may be. I got a little downtime. Something unexpected happens. You know, I'm really interested in this credit thing. I've been learning from Brandon and Credit Counts Elite. Now I'm ready to apply. Let me just go online and apply to a couple. They're going to be able to see that. And unless you're using an IP address to be able to protect that, you're going to get flagged right there and just instant denials, uh, a lot of pending stuff, a lot of pain at the end of the day. So so just keep all these things in mind. You want to be opted into to pre-screening as well. Pre-screening will definitely help out in many ways. And uh, there's two sites for that. You can do opt-out, opt-in pre-screening or trustfactor.com. Both of those you want to opt-in to be able to get more on their mailing list of what their avatar is by doing soft pulls on your credit on a monthly basis. So that's 42, I guess. We could add that in there. Why not? All right. So at the end of the day, all of these lead to your internal rating with banks and ultimately deciding how much they will lend to you. And, you know, will you get a 90% approval odds? Will you get the highest limits? That's what we teach at Credit Counts Elite. Without taking any of these into, consider into consideration, I can guarantee you, you will fail miserably. And not. And I'm not a pessimistic person. I'm, I'm just letting you know that's what will be the outcome if you do this on your own without any education, without any handholding, without any protection. Trust me when I say that. Why do I know this? Well, I've seen it many times. But secondly, being in Credit Counts Elite, we've had so many members go through our content like this. You soak it up right here. This is one video, right? One hour of a podcast. We've had people do this in our whole course where we, we have 40 hours of content and, you know, group calls and one-on-one -on -one calls and they feel comfortable and confident to apply. And then we actually test them and make sure that they are truly ready for it. Pop quiz type of style on a one-on-one -on -one call. And then we realize, hey, you're not ready. We correct them. We protect them. And then thank God and thank goodness for that, because if not, they would have failed miserably on their own. So this is your first time ever hearing this information. Acknowledge that. Don't beat yourself up. It's not your fault. They're not teaching in school, but it is crucial. So know that and, and realize that if it's as important as you realize it to be today, then it shouldn't be postponed for tomorrow. It should be prioritized today so that you can make some true breakthroughs from it. So with all that being said, I encourage you, go check out Credit Council Elite right now. Go to creditcounselelite.com. That's www.creditcounselelite.com. And watch that quick 15-minute video. It explains a lot. It will answer several of your questions right here, right now. After that, you're going to have a ton more. And uh, I encourage you to just book a call with our team. You'll be able to, you know, we're an open book. I, I want to share with you all the goodies at the end of the day. So uh, sit down with our team. Ask any questions that you may have. It will be a complimentary on the house for me. I'm paying our team for that. For the first 45 minutes to have a conversation with you. And if it makes sense and we can work together, great. We have a money back warranty in place. There's nothing to lose, so much to gain. And I guarantee that you will be proud to have paid and be able to get the strongest ROI back. Promise you that stand behind it wholeheartedly. And what I can tell you is that there's breakthroughs on the other side of this. When you invest in yourself, there's breakthroughs behind it. I invest a quarter million into myself each and every year. I just re-upped on one of my masterminds the other day. That's 80K. Like, trust me when I tell you there's benefits behind this. I encourage you to go all in on yourself because you'll see breakthroughs at the end of this. When there's a will, there's a way. So 
I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I appreciate you guys all so much. Love you completely. If you haven't already, subscribe to Ready, Set, Go, Real Estate Investing Podcast. What are you waiting for? Right now is the time. Do it right now before you forget. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get the newest notification every single Monday. After listening to a few episodes, just leave that five-star review anywhere that you listen to podcasts, ideally iTunes. But love you guys so much. Appreciate you. That just helps out with the algorithm. So you guys are looking for credit massive amounts of it so that you can grow and scale your business, take it to the next level, hire on your competition and be able to crush them so that you can really grow and scale this and be able to travel the world on your terms, living the life that you truly desire. Trust me, it's an investment that will take you to the next level. We'll see you on the inside. Till next time, God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.